Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. My name is Aaron, and across my living room from me today, return to the show, Mr. Casey Shaheen. I want a little more energy this time. I want a little more energy. <laughs> I know you're lounging, but I want a little... Lady! There he is, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the podcast, buddy. Oh, it's uh, good to be welcome back. Welcome to my house. It's good to be back. It's a great place. It's very small. Yeah, I love S-M-O it. S-M-O-Umlaut L. Yeah, very small. 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 It's a tiny guy. <laughs> no, but it's great, man. It looks awesome in here. Definitely tell that you love what you do. I, could, it, it, I, love I, I it. would love to not have all of my tour stop stuff up everywhere. I'd love what I do, yeah, but I would also like for this to be away and have my house be an oasis away from work. I guess after I moved out of the office, everything that was there, that my hallway wasn't like that before. Honestly, it looks great. It does look like an office. Like it really does. It has that like radio station <laughs> feel. Yeah, you're sitting in front of my neon sign. A neon sign in a living room is a flex. <laughs> like it is, you've, dude, you've branded everything down to your living room. Down like, to the living room. I'm standing, by the way, for the, for the listener, I am, I'm, my back is to the wall. I'm on this very comfy couch, by the way, very comfy. But the, uh, he has a neon sign, for the tour stop neon sign in the living room, which, great. Do you have it on all the time or do you turn it on? I turn it off. Did you turn it on for me? I turn it on for you. I turn it on when I work. It's like, it's yeah. one of those like psychological, like, yeah work is happening now things yeah. but i have left it on before because it gets like it's very nice with the natural light during the daytime but at night it's really dark in here yeah. that little lamp and the one above my tv and below my tv here is really all the light outside of the kitchen so that if i need it to be bright it's on its almost darkest setting right now it gets super 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 Turn up that bright. boy starts buzzing it's gonna pick up in the mic yeah. so we'll, we'll keep we'll keep we'll keep it weird it's right but side. brandon ellis drove past my house the other day uh, when he was, I think he was going to a party or a right or something around here. And he drove past when I had it on and he texted me. He's like, do you always have your neon sign on? Like, no, I do. I do turn it off, but he didn't know which place was mine. That's how I knew when I, when I pulled up that there was the neon sign. And that's how I knew when I, when I drove up, I'm like, all right, which one? Went? Oh, oh, yep. I see it. I see it. <laughs> it is the indicator of whose house you're about to walk into. I love it. Yeah, it's it's a shrine to my work right now. It's a great spot. Floors are great. The color scheme's great. Uh, it, the walls match our shirts that we're always matching for some reason. <laughs> yeah, we all have these images of like the places our friends live. And I, I have it in my head that you live in a jungle. I, I do have a lot. You of live point. in a jungle. Actually, I'm thinking about that, uh, that ficus you got right there. And I'm like, man, that, that bad boy needs to be a little closer to some light. I love that the door's open. The glass door works, but. Give that bad boy some light. I a give little it bit light of every morning. Yeah, Whew, that bad boy's gonna start booming. It was. Uh, you can see down at the base of it there. I've lost a couple of sprigs. Oh, that's fine. You you want? You I want. lost a couple of sprigs that died, but I cut it off, and then it it life sprung anew, and it's got a little a little guy coming out of it right there. It's that time of year. It is that time of year. This is the first plant I've had that hasn't died. Well, I love it. Yeah, I've got. I don't know how I've much got, water it needs, but uh, let it dry out a little bit. Let, yeah, just just a little bit, and then like put your finger in the in the dirt, let it dry out just enough, and then give some love. Maybe like, so. You're I'm, a plant dad. I'm a plant daddy. How many plants do you have? I have the one. Twenty five, probably. Jeez, that's so many plants. I, 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 and I did some cuttings too, and I'm giving giving them away to, really? to people. I'm giving some to Kevin. Uh, Emery wanted some. Uh, so yeah, I've got cuttings. You want some plants? I got them because <laughs> I gotta trim back because it looks ridiculous right really? now. Really? Yeah. It, there, there's vines everywhere. It's when you welcome people to your house, do you say welcome to the jungle? 
Uh, I should. <laughs> I really should. Welcome to the jungle, baby. You're not going to die, I promise. You're not going to die. <laughs> Welcome, though. Thank you for doing this again. Your first episode was last year when we had Aaron Cooper on the podcast, right? Yep, it was last June. Last June? Yep, early June. It About all- a year ago? Yeah. It's 2020. We're checking back in 11 months later. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back, man. So, do you remember how we met? Uh, so... I, by the way, I did listen to that last episode and I find, do you find it hard to listen to yourself? Yeah. All the, uh, yes. As a professional now podcaster. Yeah. And and you edit it too, right? Uh Uh-huh. So like, and I remember I used to edit all the podcasts that I used to to do back in the day. Mm -hmm. Listening to myself talk is a nightmare. Yeah. Like. Because I'm, I don't know. My intonation's weird. I'm like, that's a, uh, that didn't. And then you hear your voice and it sounds way different than it does inside your head. And it stinks. <laughs> but I was listening to it. But I do remember uh, I was listening to the episode. I was cringing through hearing myself talk uh, in the episode. <laughs> and we did meet, uh, I, when we talked about it on the last episode, which by the way, guys, go listen to it. It's cringy, cringe with me. Uh, we'll, we'll do a, a cringe along. Cringe, <laughs> a cringe along. A cringe along. The new sing along is the cringe along. The, the old cringe along. Uh, <laughs> I knew you by reputation through like uh, Belcourt. Mm-hmm. So before COVID, I remember I, uh, my buddy wanted to get involved in, uh, in tour stops. So I'd like, yeah, I'll go with you. And so we went to shows and uh, it was great. And I knew you again by reputation and then uh, never really introduced myself, never had a need to because I was so outside of the music scene. I moved here 13 years ago for mm-hmm. to like get into music business and I liked it. Honestly, I just wanted to get away from Michigan really. But I moved here to like get involved or in music, and then I just fell out of love with it and just kind of stayed away. Like it just didn't didn't grab me anymore. I just was I don't know lost the mojo, lost the juice, and then uh, got saw you at doing what you're doing. I'm like, oh, this is a this is a cool thing. The, the rounds are good. A hosted round is always better than a hosted rounds are always better than ooh. the loose songwriters on ooh. stage man that is it's just chaos like, like i hate knowing that it's necessary because i've gone to those shows that are just okay so who's who's starting it's weird yeah it's i went a- to a show a couple of weeks ago at a venue that shall remain nameless but the people who showed up to play i was talking to them i knew a couple of my friends were playing and then I talked to a couple more people, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're playing now also. And I was like, uh-oh. And somebody, whoever was in charge, booked six people to play a four-person round. And, <laughs> no, and there was nobody there in charge to say what had happened. You need I, a, I, you, I saw it. You need a lifeguard. Well, I, I, I think that that's funny, too. And I'm, I'm going to give you all the credit in the world. We're going to get back to how we met. I'm going to give you all the credit in the world, by the way, for the hosted round, the way that you've, you've, you've really dialed it in and the way that you you really manage things really well and for for those of you who are listening if you ever get to see aaron's spreadsheet that thing is chaos <laughs> and it's it's a it's a work of art like it's I a say work it, of art it's beautiful like and i i love it. i i i was looking at it last night and i'm like god i want to learn conditional formatting so bad <laughs> like i do everything manually on excel or on on sheets because i'm I'm dumb and I don't have time to figure things out. Conditional formatting changed my life. I, that's the name of this episode. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's crazy. So the hosted round is, but I think about it as like someone who works in a bar and, you know, and, and, and books the music, who gives, who in their right mind would just give someone the free reign to entertain their bar, their bar patrons without any sort of format or any oversight oversight it's just like i guess we're just here doing this thing now while you guys are also doing this thing mm-hmm. that you didn't ask for 
You, you, it's Nashville, so like you can expect it. But they didn't technically ask for us but to play. They didn't technically come to see anything. So it's like, meet them somewhere. Meet them halfway. So I, I always think it's crazy when there's an un, like an unmediated round, which is like, uh, it's like children being unsupervised. Yes. at a Toys R Us. It's terrible. We're just loose. It's terrible, and it makes it makes me uncomfortable. And maybe it's because I just have an obsession with structure, like. And people can feel that uncomfortableness even when nobody's talking about it. If you see the songwriters don't know what's going on, then you feel like, is something supposed to be happening right now? Is there something wrong? That tension doesn't go away. No. And it's actually the reason that I do the sound checks that I do. Like the reason that I, I care so much about sound and how they sound. Because my whole thing is, and I was telling this to, uh, to Tori Grace, love it when I can get Tori in. It's, it's, it's Shout love. out TG. Shout out, miss you. Uh, she, uh, I told her like, Tori, you look fantastic. I, my job is, is to make you sound as good as you look. Love that. Because when someone shows up and they, they present themselves well, they're ready for a show, that energy that they feel when they sound good, or if they know that, that somebody's in charge or that they don't have to worry about, you know, what's going on here, what's going on here. If their one job is to focus on the thing that they're there to do, they play so much better and it goes so much smoother. Yep. It just all the, all the, all the, all the work is done up front. And then after that, they don't just, have to think about anything except being good. And I love that. I love that. I, That's I, one of the reasons why at some of our shows, I, I dress up for it and because that people will treat you differently. Yeah. And they'll, even if it's subconsciously. And sometimes you dress up like me. Yeah, like, or I dress up like you. That's a runner between for, Casey and I. <laughs> for the for, for the folks listening, uh, Aaron and I have shown up wearing the same, just brought pretty much the same shirt the last three times we've seen each other. Yes, almost the same shirt today. We did it today. We did it today. <laughs> almost the same shirt yesterday, and then last week. Last, last week last, with the button up. <laughs> yeah, same same button up. Yeah, like, but I I like to dress up for my shows sometimes because it really does make people feel like okay. Something is happening and someone is in charge of what is happening. Yeah. And it dispels the anxiety of, oh, snap, like, am I here to play? Is it my turn? Yes, we have two more songs before it's your turn to get on stage. If you'd like to go ahead and start tuning up, go ahead. <sighs> okay. Oh, someone told me what to do. Because people, ultimately... That's all they're looking for, instructions. This is what I learned even about... Uh, I've been in the service industry for like 15 years. Uh, what I've learned and I learned it quickly, is that people just want to be told how things work. Yep. They just want to be told what to do because there's, they've got to have a conversation at dinner. They got to do, so with bar patrons, I just tell them how it works. Someone orders like a, oh, I want to, I want to, they, they'll name, I can't even name a drink. What's it? Someone asked me for a, a Manhattan up perfect. And I go, huh? I'm a bartender. I've never heard someone call it something perfect before. I'm like, yeah, I make a pretty good, Manhattan, but what do you, why do you say perfect? What are those, I don't know what those qualifier yeah. words mean. I go, how about you just tell me that you want a Manhattan with basil Hayden and it's going to be with sweet vermouth and dry vermouth, half okay. sweet, half dry vermouth. Don't call it perfect. Tell me what's in it. <laughs> I want to be told what to do too. I go, we're, we're, no one knows what's going on. We, no right. one asked to be here. And what do you <laughs> gain by talking like that? Yeah. It's like, I guess it's like a lingo thing. I'm like, but I also like, even as a bartender, I think that craft cocktailing is quite possibly the most cringe mm -hmm. uh, thing. And you're, you're not a craft cocktail bartender. No. So you shouldn't be expected to know what a cocktail means when somebody asks for a highly spoken martini. Well, Do I, you know what that means? 
No, uh, no, I don't. I've heard somebody order a highly spoken martini. What's, I was like, what, what, I don't think that's a. I think someone played a joke on you and you yeah. believed it. And now you're ordering a drink. Yeah. What what bar did had what bar had that on their signature cocktail menu that you decided <laughs> to that now you're now you're putting it on me like what why why like I've joked about making a cocktail menu that has our friends' names on it. Like the Becca is a gin and tonic, and then it says with moon emojis. I love that. And like, obviously, people are going to know that's a joke. But if you put other terminology into it, some people really are going to think that it's that it's real. It's obnoxious. <laughs> so again, people just want to be told what to do. Musicians want to be told what to do. I know you guys want to be told what to do because <laughs> you play better. You sh- and if you don't want to be told what to do, maybe you should reconsider the fa- think about the best times you played. You just kind of went along with it. You guys are there to perform. You, I, I know at least in, in my room, they have. I'm setting them up for success a month before by looking at like who's going to be in the who like. So working in the hotel uh, for those of you. So yeah, yeah, tell people where you work yeah, and what you true. do. I got to talk that. about that. Uh, we're real. We're, dude, we're just jump. We're just going. <laughs> we just went right we're into cooking, it. Cooking, baby. Um, <laughs> so I work at the True Music Room, at the Cambria Hotel, fifth floor, one eighteen Eighth Avenue South. Uh, say the fifth floor, uh, we got a pool. It's a great, awesome room. Uh, that's open. I mean, it's open year round, but we also have, uh, but it's more in the summer. So like, who's going to be in house? Like, is it pool season? Is it this? I'm doing all that work ahead of time and going through all of the, all the forms that I have from our office and I I have all of it occupancy and is it going to be busy this day? Who am I going to set up for a bit? Like, cause ultimately my job as a booker is sell drinks. Butts mm-hmm. and seats, drinks in hand. It just translates to it translates to to money in my pocket as a bartender. So I I I, I run the sound, and I bartend full time. You book the room, book the room, run the sound, bartend full time, and I do. I the reason I can do all that is because I put all the work in ahead of time, front loaded myself, and I say like so for so tomorrow we have great occupancy. I put specific people on for specific slots because i know oh this person's in house or this group's in house 50 people for this company they don't have anything on their agenda i look at their itinerary their company itinerary a month out and i'm like they don't have anything that night give them plans give them something to tell do. them what to do tell them what to do tell them what to do or give them an option because it, it, it makes me so i'm so proud like i don't think anyone could be more proud of what they do than i am for against all odds just kind of stumbling my way through into figuring out how to do it's this constantly a, a changing and evolving process but yeah you you're, you're continually learning how to better yeah curate that yeah and just dialing it in and a lot of that and i have to give you a lot of credit for that it's just it's watching the way that you organize things and watching the way that you you you're executing on specific tasks the fact that you have uh specialty shows the way like when you did uh pool stop last year mm-hmm. last summer that was awesome and and you had dog stop and it's just it's all these things were like oh you can continue. It's never done. The job's never done. But once you get to cruising altitude, you can kind of have a little bit of fun. Yeah, that's and I never did theme shows before. And it's because I needed to figure out just how do I run a regular thing? Because mm-hmm. I also didn't want it to become like, oh, I do theme shows. I'm a theme show person. It's like, no, this is this is the timeline. And then there can be little deviations to it. But it all returns to that same that same format mm-hmm. and that's why it's cool to be able to do those fun things because then it does make it special for your friends and the, the regulars like oh cool there's something different happening this time yeah an all piano themed show cool piano stop great it was fun 
Sean Livingston doing Journey. Always the best. <laughs> Always. Ne- and it's never not the best. By the way, I got to tell you, I got to tell you. So, so Sean Livingston, shout out. Uh, he played uh, the other day. It was a pretty slow room. Uh, but Sean, yeah, Sean got up on stage and he's just goofing. His, his crowd work is, is unmatched. He's just funny. I mean, he's funny. He's a right? funny dude. Just funny. Uh, so he goes, uh, he, he, he gets back in from his, his, his trip to Chicago. He, he played in, uh, Chicago and, uh, he's like, I just got back from Chicago and uh, I just bought Tom Jones tickets so I could really use the money. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he goes, I, and then someone, I can't remember how it, how it transpired, but I do know exactly what happened. Uh, right here. He someone he goes, I guess I could play some Tom Jones. And Chris Myers, shout out Chris Myers, goes, play What's New Pussycat. <laughs> and he goes, I'm not playing What's New Pussycat. You know what? Actually, I'll play it for $50. So I look over at Kevin, uh, Kevin Lashansky, fellow bartender. Shout out, Kevin. We're giving shout, shout outs. Shout out, Kev. We're giving shout outs. Special K. Uh, he, he looks over and he goes, well, he puts his hands up in the air just the way he does. He goes, well, and I go, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard the man. Let's start a, we're starting a pool. And so we, we, we pulled $50 and he played What's New Pussycat. <laughs> That's great. There might have been 10 people in the room. That's hilarious. But we, amongst them, we found 50 bucks for him to play What's New Pussycat. And you know what, Sean? Wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because he's like, no, they'll never do it. Yeah, it was- That's why you can't say a realistic dollar figure. You can crowdfund 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. $500, I'll play it. Not gonna happen. Baby steps. Yeah, baby steps. But it was it was it was so funny, and you know, that's that's the the energy that we that we build into the room. But we can only do that because we know how things work. Right. Set up that set it setting everything up. Set the foundation wide. Build up from there. Easy peasy. Where were we? <laughs> Man, we really got we got derailed. We're only twenty minutes in, and we were like, we're twenty minutes in. Yeah. We 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 really kind of just lost ourselves in that. I love that. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why you and I are buds is because our conversations just ebb and flow and there's really never any like, oh, this is this is the destination of the conversation. Yeah. We just kind of freewheel it. Yeah. Just drive down the interstate and put your hands in the air. Well, at a certain time of night, uh, it's especially me just t- just telling you, here's the thing, man, I, 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 I love you. I, I'll, I'll, I'll. <laughs> <laughs> Number of times we've gone to neighbors after a show and I'm just stayed late. I'm you left up. before me last night. I did. Which I, I was not expecting you to well, leave before I, me. I knew I had to be here. So I was like, oh, so that shows you how much I give a shit about you. So. <laughs> I appreciate that. But no, I, I, I had a haircut this morning and I, I was up early and I told myself I wasn't going to wasn't going to uh, drink last night. But I was at the bar talking to a girl when you left. You were. Uh huh. You were. But I came to realize later that she's a f- girlfriend of a friend of mine. I was like, oh, nice, nice. I'm going to go. Yeah, that's kind of how it's been lately. Yeah, there's been a lot of that lately. A lot, lot, lot of that happening. <laughs> so you moved here 13 years ago. 13 years ago. From, from where? From Michigan. Michigan. Lansing, the Michigan. The old mitten. Where in the mitten of Michigan right, did you come right from? Right in the dead center. Right in the palm. Mm-hmm. Right right in the palm. Right in the palm Lansing, of Michigan. Lansing, Michigan, yep. Uh, and yeah, I moved here uh, when I was 20, just got kind of on a whim. Um, not really on a whim so much. I mean, I was I was in a band and I really... What did you play? I played guitar. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, in that band, I played guitar and I sang. Cool. Yeah. And it, it was, it was fun. We had a really good time and I, but I realized that maybe it wasn't the thing that I wanted to do was, is perform because I liked every show that we played and I loved the, the writing and I loved recording and it was, it was fun. And if I ever get drunk enough, I'll send you the, send you, <laughs> the, it, I mean, it's recorded well, but, uh, it's just, it's cringe. Uh, and I loved playing, but I realized that as I started booking more shows and getting into cool 
you know, getting onto cool uh, uh, runs. And I looked forward less and less to the performance and more and more to like the shakedown at the end of the, right. of the set. Get, where's my money? I sold the tickets. I met your criteria. You know, where's the money? And I really, I liked that aspect of the networking and getting people excited about being somewhere, giving right. them something to do. That's something that I've now looking back kind of through that lens, all of the bands and acts I've ever been part of, I was always the one doing all of the show booking. I always sent the emails. I always talked to the concert promoters and I was like, I loved playing in my bands, but it now makes way more sense to me why I love doing this. And it's because even when I was 17, I was excited to schedule the thing. Yeah. And I never thought about it that way. But my first music industry job was as an intern for a concert promoter at a venue in Missouri. That was my first music industry job when I was 17. 17. So you're how old now? 29. 29. There you go. 12 years ago. 12 years ago, I had my first industry job. And I, I mean, my job was hanging flyers and stuff like that, cleaning the office. But every now and then I'd say, hey, so why do you book bands? Why do you, why do you pick them over those people? And every now and then they'd say, well, this band's routing through our city tonight and their fans haven't been able to come to our venue and they have like, they have criteria of Mm -hmm. why they like to book bands. And now I have my criteria. And I think that's the point of the podcast we wanted to talk about 30 minutes in, 22 minutes in, 22 minutes in. Well, those last two minutes, those, those, those last two minutes. Long, actually. <laughs> Those were long. We got a lot done in two minutes. So uh, that's a nice segue into one of our very rare actual topic episodes whoa. of not necessarily who we book, but why we choose the acts we do. Because Casey booking the True Music Room and myself booking Nashville Tour Stop shows, we have different criteria of who and why and what gets involved. And I just want to open it for discussion because there's no right way to do any of it and every show in town and every promoter and every booker is going to be different mm-hmm. but i i would love to know just like what's your what's how do you start when somebody says hey i want to play what's what's your ground zero opener my ground zero opener is starting from just foundationally my job is i'm a bartender i work at a bar in a hotel Reviews are important to my management. Money's important to me. The more people are in the room, the better. Easy. But my job is, it's a, if, if, I'm, if, if my job is a, like a ship, my job is to swim as far away from that ship as possible and being able to swim back. But if I can't swim, mm-hmm. I can't swim that far. My job is, the, the, how do I find a musician to, to play the room? Is like, is it going to be easy? Are you easy? Are you easy to work with? Are you an asshole? Look elsewhere. And if you think that you might be an asshole, look in. Like, look look internally. Turn inside. Look at yourself. Because at the end of the day, I'm not paying anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't have the budget to pay. And it, it breaks my heart that I can't because I do want to reward uh, the musicians that, that play. But at the same time, I'm starting to turn on that a little bit in the sense like, it's not... I don't want it to sound like I'm saying that I'm paying an exposure because I'm not. I'm a bartender. I I want to I want to emphasize that I am just I am just a bartender. You understand how important the tip is. I understand. So I I want to give my guests the best experience possible. 
and I outsource that to the musicians. I say, I, I tell the, tell musicians all the time, they're the kids, you're the iPad, give them something to do while they're drinking, like give them something to, to, to do, like engage, talk with them, uh, be interesting, be talented, uh, be here, be here. And so like, I have, I have a, uh, a folder in my email called booking inquiries. And every booking inquiry that comes through an email goes right into that folder and never seen again. Yep. I don't delete them. Do you have it set up to where if it uses the words booking inquiry, it just automatically files it? Yeah, because that's not easy for me. I'm, I can't sit at my computer all day and type away and respond to every, I don't know you. I need to, to book you. I need to know you. I, I want you to come in. I want you to be part of, part of a community, be part of a community showing up is so important it's the it's the most important most important if you make the effort to come in say hi if you come to tour stop events which by the way in june we're going except for the sixth but we're gonna start going to weekly true music tuesdays announcement that's a big that's a big drop and then we've, we've been you you even more than myself you've been pining for that at the hotel for I, ages i've been pushing for it, it yeah because i think it's good and it's it's something that that makes if it's consistent it makes sense and as part of the booking i have to be able to not only book the people out and i book a month in advance book them out but i have to like get my front desk staff at the hotel my coworkers i got to get them excited about something something there's something interesting happening and if it's one thing that i can say it's this every this week. time every week they can be like great so when people are checking into the hotel they can say, oh, and just so you know, on Tuesday from 6 to 10, we have between 16 and 20 musicians. They're going to play in a, in a Nashville-style writer's round. Oh, you don't know what that is? Head over to the bar, talk to Casey and Kevin, and they'll be and, – and it's setting up that script in a way where it's not like, hey, do this, because they're my coworkers. Right. Again, I'm just a bartender. They're front desk managers. I'm just a bartender, but we're all working together. If they – if you give them something that's easy to convey and – Simple, hey, live music, this to this every Tuesday. It's easier for them to internalize that when a guest asks, they no longer have to say, oh, well, was it this week or is it next week? Mm -hmm. They just know it is this because it is always. Yeah. And that's and when it's great because I trust the product that I'm, I'm, I'm urging them to, to, to say. To, 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 when it's great, people go up to the front desk and say, hey, Kadeem, that was awesome. Thank you, or hey, Tanika, thank you for that, 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 uh, for letting me know. Like, that was awesome. I, uh, adds their, it builds their credibility in the process. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's a thing of like, and it makes their job a little bit easier. That's the thing. And it's customers, at the end of the day, it's just customer service. Right. How do we look better? I just want to make us look good. You make us look good. So how do you get booked? Make us look good. <laughs> Be easy. Stop worrying about this, that. I can't, I, I, I don't pay, but people make their money. I brought, I introduced God Mike behind the bar and <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's, it's really changed the game. Uh, I'll grab the mic, uh, every couple songs, you know, if like someone's playing, let's say Paige, Paige Rose is playing, shout out Paige Rose. Uh, Paige is playing, go, ladies and gentlemen of the True Music Room, this is Casey and Kevin behind the bar just checking in to let you know that Paige Rose is playing for your tips and your, and I have the microphone in my hand. <laughs> yeah, you're talking into I'm a talk microphone, but you have a yeah. ghost microphone yeah. in your hand. It's hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like uh, Paige is playing for your tips and your tips alone this evening. Uh, she's got a great Venmo site. She's got great originals. She is a human jukebox. She's got, 
do it's a it's a script we have a little fun i i like to have fun like if you have a couple extra shekels jingle around in your pocket go ahead toss them in that tip jar up there and while you're up there you know uh andrew marshall has shout out andrew marshall has uh hats for sale just encouraging them to engage it's it's to it's to shrink the space and make make the make the touch for the guest right like because when people are when people drop a tip tip in the tip jar they're now invested. Mm-hmm. They, they've invested in you. They, they literally have invested in they, it, and they want to get something for that five or ten bucks they put mm-hmm. in there, which means they're going to stay. Mm-hmm. And then they're a little bit more invested. Oh, I had another drink, and oh, I do want to hear that song. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's another five. It's just here's a stack. Ten. It, it's, a, it's, and it's, again, I'm, I gotta, it, this comes back to you. Uh, I, think, I think I said it off mic uh, when I got here, but something I'm so proud of you for is that, that you've developed a community and you've given people a reason to talk to each other mm-hmm. like if you're not like there are friendships that you that that started because of your what you've done and they take those and now those friendships those are happening and you're not there right now those friendships are are in progress and they're working people are hanging out right now people two are, of our best friends or four of our best friends are dating because they met at our shows like sean and becca and Paige and brandon they met at our stuff it's awesome and it's 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 that thing. So like, if you're not there, those things are still happening. That's important. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Creating lasting relationships is is one of the things that I love to do. Yeah, it's it's more than just good music. And sure, the music has to be part of it. It shouldn't be all of it though. Yeah, it should be a conduit to like this is what I do. But then also out of the one to three or however however many hours I'm on stage, there's still. 20 more hours in the day that I get to just be Aaron Mm -hmm. and why the heck wouldn't I want to spend it with my friends? Yeah. You want to do cool stuff with your friends. That's one of my favorite things you've ever said. That's one of the oldest sayings I use now. It's like, that's all I want to do is cool stuff with my friends. That and nothing. You say that a lot. (laughs) You know, I just want to do. Yes. My my favorite thing to do is nothing. Yeah. I, and I, I really get that. I, I really love doing nothing. Yeah. Like I had two days off this week and like this week's been like today, yesterday and today I'm being productive with my time this week, but next week, hard. No, no, no one's going to see me. <laughs> I'm going to go climb into my jungle and I'm just going to hide. <laughs> I'm just going to hide. Like I, I feel like that's one of the things that's changed most about my adult life because I'm almost 30 now. And I remember being 23 and 24 fresh into Nashville. All I wanted to do was go hit up the bars, go try to talk to girls, go have another drink, go to another show, play some pool, play some darts. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I really value my time away from crowds and loud and busy. It's that, nice to take a break. That's actually perfect advice too. I think for uh, a musician, like to get booked on a show, it's like, and I, again, we were saying it off mic earlier, but um, the the songs, while they are important and while they are your job, and remember, it is your job. That is, it this is, is a job, and it this should is be your, treated like a this job. This is your job. If if it's not, and if you don't treat it like a job, if you're not taking it seriously, someone else, and when I say seriously, I don't mean like no humor in it. And when I say like, seriously, when you're putting effort and you're constantly building that song, those songs while important are just the ticket to the show. Mm -hmm. You don't have to write songs. You don't have to write good songs. You just need to show up and you're networking. That's Mm -hmm. what, when you're, when you're, and I hate, I hate the word networking. Like I really, it sounds like a 
dirty it, word. Yeah, it sounds dirty because like it's what, got a pejorative connotation attached. Well, to well, it. well, what can I get for you? What can no? You're I, let's call it relationship building, and I this just sounds like like HR talk. But <laughs> I go, but down to brass tacks. What you're doing is you're 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 developing and investing in people. It like if you're at a show and someone uh, someone is, like for instance, you're gonna go meet a dog that you're gonna adopt today, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna check in on your dog all the time. Yep. I can't wait to find out what what you name her. Which by the way. Leave, leave, we're gonna say that that reveal. <laughs> I'm gonna let you reveal that one because that's gonna be a good one because he's he's got he's down to some wait. good names. He's down to some good names. But I'm gonna check in on you. I'm gonna ask you how you're doing. Oh hey, I know that you were feeling sick the other day. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, little things like that. And people, we look at it. It's like oh, I'm making friends. But you can also look at it from that networking lens of oh, I made a fan. Yeah, and it's okay. Tour stop. We have hundreds of. I call them. They're my friends. They are my friends. Mm-hmm. Sure, they are also fans of this product, of this brand, but the two aren't mutually exclusive. I yeah. have people who are just my friends, and I have people who are only a fan of the show, but most of them are both. Yeah. And people are so concerned with, oh, i got to make a fan. I've got to sell a hat. Why don't you go make friends with that guy, hang out with him, and then he's going to want your stuff. That, You're wearing Emery Adeline's hat. I know. Yeah, the Sad Girl Country Club. We it's just had our a, takeover it's such a good with hat. Them. Actually, I have to... Uh, I have to check in with Kevin uh, Lashansky mm-hmm. if he's wearing it because I'm like we can't wear the same hat. He goes, <laughs> can't wear yeah, the same we can. Hat. We're, we're repping it. I'm like, I know, but it's like it's a fit. I mean, <laughs> this isn't this is this is a statement hat. This hat that is a statement hat rules. I'm like it's 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 fantastic because if you're both wearing it tonight, people are going to say, is this a is this part of the hotel? Is this a thing? Is this are, a thing? Are, are, are we? <laughs> which which great brand, but it's not right for the room. Like mm-hmm. it's not right in the in the circumstance. Like. And I think about that too with with booking musicians. This is mm-hmm. an important part. Part is the room. It's not that like so. There are people that like they'll ask to get booked. But they're not showing up. They're not. They're not there to support friends. They don't show up on on a on a Thursday when they're not playing. When there's no event, come hang out and see what's going on. Feel the room because I have a feel for you. I know the room intimately, like very like, very well. Like I've, I am there early. And I'm there late. Like I come in early, stay late all the time uh, to either you know run cables or clean the stage and make it look presentable. And it's also like I know how it operates. I know that I'm not there tonight, but I know that there's two people that are playing, and I'm completely comfortable with the fact that I'm not going to be there because there's you systems. know that it's ready. I know that when you come in and say I want to play, it's like okay, but do you know what you're getting into? Is is the room? right for you that's actually one of the bonus episodes on our patreon is booking the right gig yeah because all musicians want to play i want to play every gig i can i want to play by the way if i don't know that you have a patreon who know how (laughs) i didn't know you had a pay well i I guess i did but i didn't realize that you're doing bonus episodes yep we we only have the bonus episodes on our patreon but we promote it on the podcast. Well, you want to want to promote your Patreon right now? <laughs> this moment, please join our Patreon and get bonus content. There we go. But we have this bonus episode that's about booking the right gigs, and musicians are so hyper focused in town on playing as much as possible. And one of the stats in that episode, I don't want to give it away, but it's that not every room is made to be played by every musician, and it's good that that's that way. Mm-hmm. Hugh G, our podcast with him came out a few weeks ago and love him to death. He has sold out two of my shows. He's a killer artist. He's a hip hop guy. Great energy. And he shouldn't play at some venues because 
the people who are in the room might not want to hear hip hop. Yeah, it's not right. Yeah, and you have to book the right gigs. Yeah, sometimes people don't. Sometimes people don't want country. Sometimes people don't want. And I'm gonna. I'll use Sean Livingston as an example. Uh, there was a while when I'm like, he's like, I, I just got to get more covers in my in my set, and more country covers in my set, and then you know, I, then you know, I'll play. I'm like, you don't, because Sean, even before he before I was booking him, was there, da- you know, dating Becca. Uh, even before that, was there. He be there. He was there, and he, he said, understood the nature of the room, and he understood it. He was like, "I need more." I go, "Dude, you don't need country songs. You don't." He's you, not a country singer. I say, "I go that twelve by twenty five foot stage is your office for the next two hours." I go, "Whenever I book you, whatever you want to do, you do." I go, "Your job is just to remember that the one stipulation is we're all here to sell drinks. You're selling you. I'm selling you." We're selling drinks. That's how we keep the the the, the drinks is what keeps the keeps the the right. thing in motion, and then the, the sweat I've made equity. A joke before that most venue owners or bar owners don't care who's on stage as long as they're selling booze, and that's mostly true, partly false because you want to have good people and good music. But if dancing monkeys were on stage and they sold drinks, you'd have dancing monkeys on stage because they sold drinks. There's always that's something. That's it. There's always something. Music's wallpaper in this town, and and. Music is wallpaper. I've never heard that. But that's a great point. It's, it's everywhere. It's it, what they say. You know, Nashville's a, a, a. You almost don't even. You don't even see it. Yeah, it's because it's, it's so ubiquitous, and it's really funny. Like when people come here, they're like, "It's everywhere." And I see tourists. I literally make my like. I spend most of my time with tourists, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Repeat. I sometimes it feels like Groundhog Day. You kind of say the same thing over and over again, and it's hard to develop a really like long lasting relationship. But with the right musician, you build those lasting relationships where they have your number, they get the musician's number. All of a sudden, they're I got a guy that just booked uh, two of my musicians to go to Vegas. That's great. So they're gonna go, and they're it's all expenses paid, and they're playing a birthday party in Vegas. And one of the bands that Tour Stop booked, they haven't announced it yet, but uh, they they play and they rock, and they're they're brothers together. But they got a thirty two city tour. On a tour stop recommendation. It's the best. And that's why this stuff is important. Yeah. And not to just toot my horn, but it's why the, the community building and the uh, artist development's a gross term to use, but them developing themselves as an act is good because it allows them to learn to work together and not just be, we are people off stage, but we are also a good thing on stage. And if you can be both together... Because after their shows, all they do, they go talk to the people in the house. That's the they most. Go hang out. That's the most important thing to do. And we, you went to the show at the Hard Rock Cafe where we had the uh, on the outside play. Yeah, they're a country boy band group, four singers and a guitar. Was not expecting that. By was the way. not expecting it at all, and they were phenomenal. But yeah. did you notice what they did after they played? Yeah, they stuck around. They hung out. They had fans. They had probably fifty or so fans that came, and they took pictures with every single person. Mm-hmm. And honestly, outside of that, they had a manager. That's the first time I've worked with a manager who was so on top of it. It made What's that like it made me happy because it's the first time I've ever been able to go to a manager and say, "Hey, uh, can you have the band ready in ten minutes? We're going to be ready to sound check." And she goes, "Come tell me again in two, and I'll tell them." And I came and told her again. She said, uh, "We have all the mics. We have all the stuff. Our merch is set up. Uh, what else do you need from us?" And I said, "We're ready to sound check." She went. She goes, "I'm going to tell the band." 
She went and told the band. They said to the fans, hey, we have to go sound check right now. And they did. Mm-hmm. There was no me trying to corral the musicians. And having good managers like that, oh. Yeah. It, it, oh. It's, it's tough. And, and I'm not, I, I, when I say I'm not working with the, I'm not working in that, to that echelon, mm-hmm. really, most of the time. And if there ever is a manager involved, and I want to say to that point, I do want to kind of, uh, I want to even shrink it down. Uh, and I want to uh, put a caveat into what, what we just Right. Is that while people are getting gigs and they're getting cool things, uh, that's not the reason. That's not why they're doing that. That's not why that it's just go be be present because opportunity. The opportunity will present itself. It presents itself when you're there. If you're not if you're not there. But also back to what we said earlier about taking time, about doing nothing. Live a life worth commenting on. Oh, absolutely. Go, go to a baseball game. Go do something. I'm not going to say go take a, a class because that's that actually gives me the most. When people are like, it gives me anxiety. Yeah, it, dude, it gives me. It makes me so tired to think about like, oh yeah, I just took a class. I'm like, <laughs> what? You you sat in like a like a, a pseudo academic environment <laughs> with fellow adults to learn macrame, like. <laughs> It's, it's just like, it's, I, I get it. And, but which by the way, all the power, it make, gives me anxiety. I'm not saying go take class. I'm just saying go enjoy yourself and go, go live a life. Uh, if you write, if you find yourself, uh, I'm subtweeting somebody. If you find yourself writing the same song or writing a song about the same guy, go do something, go date, a, go have a bad relationship. Like not, I'm not saying you'll have like a toxic bad, but go experience something new because that's where your your co-writes are going to be better your relationships are going to be better you're going to be able to really lean on your friends when something goes wrong like you're going to become a more complex human yeah and you a more interesting human because complexity is like and i i think about i was uh hanging out with uh zach meadows no new employee at the uh at the canary hotel uh, I was hanging out very, with Zach the other day. Very kind of a deep voice, slow talker. And Just the best. He's the best. He's, he's the best. He we reminds ha- me of Ryan Larkins in a lot of ways. He does. Uh, he's very, uh, but it's it's because of the songcraft. It's, mm-hmm. Songcraft's really important to Zach. We were, we uh, we finished work the other day. It was like a uh, second day. We went and got a drink after work. And then we're standing in the parking lot. He's like, let's go over to your place. Let's go. Let's go play. He goes, yeah, you got a guitar? I'm like, yeah. So we went, I got a private concert and I love, I love Zach's writing, right? He's talking like, high level like uh, like execution of the guitar and he's like and i was asking like because his lyrics are like they're so good they're all it's almost like where do you pull them from Mm -hmm. he goes the songs this song's first the song writes itself and it's that zen that that he brings to it which which is he's writing songs and like for instance and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of pimp out one of his songs is texas two-step which he wrote about being in uh green texas with his fiance and there, it's a dance hall, and they don't know how to two step. They, they don't know how to dance, right? Uh, but they did. They they tried. They learned, and they went. And the whole song is just about this, like, you know, I. It's about doing, getting out there, just like trying something. But I want to be a fool for you. Like I'll I'll make a fool out of myself for you. Neither of us know what's going on, but let's do it together. And I'm like that. It accessed like a part of me where I'm like, oh, that is. It's a song. It's a song that really, actually moved me. Probably the most recently, the song that moved me the most is just like, wow. There's like a, there's an element of, it felt 
like it was mine, but it's also ethereal. So I was like, how did you write the lyrics? He goes, the song, I had the song. That's a testament to a good song is that you as a listener, you, you took, you felt like you took ownership of it. Yeah. That's it, a good, that's a good song. It's not. Yeah. And that's, that's it for the songwriter. It's like, the song's not yours. It's, mm-hmm. it's for, you're present, presenting it for people so they can identify with you. If you want to get booked. And the best way to write do that. relatable stuff is to do relatable things. Relatable things. Which, by the way, I think it's very funny right now. I just had like a little, a little uh, break in the fourth wall moment. Uh, it's just funny. Just two white guys just giving advice. <laughs> it's just, it's like, uh, what, like an Instagram. They just have that one little, that one track that plays behind like oh, every yes. Joe Rogan clip. The do do do. It's just just two dudes yeah. just giving unsolicited advice. But it, like, I, but it, but again, I, it, for if it sounds like that, and we're mansplaining, uh, call it mansplaining, call it call it what you want. But it's explaining to you like what we we want. We want the best for. I want the best for every musician. Like I, it, you you call them your friends. I call them my kids. I call I go everyone that plays here is my kids. If they're older than me, they're still my kids mm-hmm. because. I'm looking out for opportunities for them. If I see something that I'm like, hey, consider this. Right. Never telling them to do anything. Hey, consider this. Suggest. And people, like, I have people asking me all the time if I know, do you know somebody who is X, Y, and Z that can do this for me? That's why it's, it's important to show up is because like, if you don't, I might not know that you do that thing that you might be a perfect fit for. You don't get what you don't ask for, but you have to ask politely. Yeah. Right. And I've said it before on the podcast, and I've probably said it to you a thousand times, but like, don't come in immediately asking for stuff. Mm-hmm. Offer something. And even if you have nothing to offer more than just being around, ingratiate that's yourself. enough. Be, be a good friend. People, uh, we do stuff for our friends we wouldn't do for strangers. There are statistics that say that people are lonelier now than ever, mm-hmm. that people spend more, more time alone. Like the... And I, I really wish that I had the, the numbers. Like, I wish I had it handy. Uh, Did it tell you the cause of that? Uh, I, would, I would say a lot of it is probably cell phone and social media related. Yes. We still feel like we're talking to people, but we don't see them. And, like, I have friends that I haven't seen in six months that don't know I've lost a bunch of weight. And they see me and they're like, oh, oh look at you. Yeah. Look at this beefcake. <laughs> Hunk of people man. don't realize that because yeah. you don't see your friends yeah, and people are people are people are lonely being back and forth on on trying to say this like knowing that we were going to talk today and i think i'm just like i i do want to say it, it's that for what we're doing at least for what I, i'm going to speak for myself my job is that i know that a lot i've got you know 70 80 people that i'm in contact with all the time it's a rotating uh lineup um i know that it's not going to. It's not going to pan out for some people because either they're going to give up too early. They're, they they stop mining when they're three feet from that that gold vein. What, what's or, the terminology for like just risk tolerance or like pain tolerance or whatever? Just tenacity. it's hard. Yeah, you, it's you hard. just have to keep going. Um, and I know that like if God forbid, if statistically speaking, it probably will happen for some, but if it doesn't work out for them. Like, let's say someone quits music tomorrow. Five years down the road, I want them to be able to look back and say, oh, somebody really gave a shit about me. Like, while I was, while I was pursuing the craziest, hardest, most absurd thing somebody in cared. the most absurd business in the world, somebody really cared. Like, 
that's what I, I, I call it like, it's almost uh, risk aversion insurance. Mm-hmm. I want, <laughs> I, like I, that. Uh, I, I want, I want them to uh, regret aversion insurance. I, I want to like, cause it's leading. Let's say, I hate to say like some woo woo, but it's like leading with love. It's like, no, I really genuinely care about you. I believe in you. Do you believe in you? Are you willing to you know keep going? Are you willing to keep trying? And if they aren't, that's okay. It's fine. But if you keep at it, something's going to happen. You're going to find yourself in a position where you are making a living, just not the way that you planned. And that's right. I never planned on being a concert promoter. No, I wanted to come to Nashville to be a touring guitar player and play in bands and rock and roll and whatever. But I really love what I do now. Yeah. I'm not. I don't miss the chase of that thing that I used to want. Yeah. And I didn't fight the transition in my life to doing what I do now. And it's okay to change your goals. Cause yeah. I forget who I was talking to. Uh, one of my friends wants to, or not wants to is moving to New York and it stinks to know my friend is leaving, but they were trying to figure out like, why do I feel sad about leaving Nashville and it's like it's not because you're giving up you're just changing your goals and that's okay the goal that you came to Nashville didn't sit with you like you thought it would like that's why you came here you wanted to be in a band or whatever and you decided it wasn't right yeah I I I wanted to be involved in the music industry and and I felt completely out of it I worked at Dick's Last Resort for not eight years all I did was just talk shit to tourists Mm -hmm. and and find out working at Buffalo's right and I was working at Dick's and then I worked, I worked at Buffalo's for a little bit um, when I got fired from Dick's for being too good at my job. <laughs> um, but then I got rehired. It was fine. It was a misunderstanding. But um, we, but yeah, I, I fell out of it. And then the only reason that I do this now is because there was an opportunity to work at a bar with a friend. You kind of rediscovered the enjoyment. Yeah, I, got, I wanted to work with Kevin because I dated Kevin's roommate. And we, uh, she and I were together for, what, a year and a half. And I probably... You know, admittedly, I probably stuck around in that relationship a little bit too long because I liked hanging out at the end of the night with Kev. <laughs> like, it's my buddy. And I, and I, so I got an opportunity He's to work. He's probably one of your best friends now. Absolutely. And I got, I got the opportunity to work with my friend. And that was awesome. And then I saw an opportunity there. And I go, oh, the music is, is fine the way it is. And before I started books, I started booking about two years ago. Been there about two and a half, a little mm-hmm. over two and a half. But the music was fine, but it wasn't satisfactory to like the revenue that I wanted to make for myself. So I said, okay, I took over. And I was like, hey, and I, I, I found my way and I politely asked them, I'd like to, you know, book the room. Or I found out that I was like, you know, and, and the opportunity struck and I was able to do it. And so I started, okay, what's the plan? I've well, been thinking about it for six months prior to that. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing? So I started booking musicians and I started meeting more people. And then next thing I know, I'm a bartender that books a room and a pretty cool room. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to do sound before. It really uh, is one of the preeminent songwriter venues in Nashville. It's, I I like to think so, but again, I don't want to, I don't want to, it's, it's just a place. Like it really is. It is just a place and it's the people there that make it. If, if it would just be another room without you, it would just be another room and that's fine. And I'm, I'm, I've made my peace with the, with the impermanence of it because if I don't, if I remember playing there before you worked there, I know. I played there a couple of times before you worked there, and it was just just another place that a stage. Yep. But now it's like home, and it's like at least it's my home where I feel like 
welcome. I want to be, I want to host you. It's one of my favorite places to do the show because I know you and Kevin and my friends are going to be there. Yeah. It's, it's just comfy. It's comfy. It's a good place. It's a, it's a good place to, to, to land. It's a good place to try out material. I tell, I was telling the guys from Ashes and Arrows the other day, they came in from Mm -hmm. Asheville and I'm like, they were looking at their, their set list. And afterwards I go, guys, it sounded great. And they're like, yeah, dude, it sounded amazing, which I love their, I mixing their sound is super fun because they're so dynamic. Three part harmonies, uh, great guys, good banter on stage, uh, just excellent musicians. But like I told, told telling John, I go, this room's built for you to fail. Like, like it's not, no, it's not built for you to fail. The, it's not designed. You have the option. You have the option to fail. I will try out new stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, at, they're talking about like writing and this and that. I'm like, I want, I actively want you to take risks because the stakes are low. The reward is high because you have an attentive room and it's built that way, but you really should be trying to, you should, if it works, break it and use that stage to break it, break it on stage, try something, try new banter, try this. When people tell back to Zach's story, uh, whenever I, I'm like, Hey Zach, play Texas two step on the God mic. Hey Zach, play Texas two step, but tell the story and leave no stone unturned. Tell me the story the way that engage because I, because if it get, if it caught me, it's going to catch someone else. Uh, same with what uh, Ryan Larkins has that has the song, um, here for a reason or the song about, uh, the little boy, his little boy neighbor with sticky mm-hmm. fingers. I mean, just that the, song. I heard that song for the first time at the listening room God. and it, it got me too. Yeah. It's, it's so good. And it's that thing of how are you engaging with, with, with when they're listening, are you giving up? I mean, I'm thinking about that like in the back of my head as we're talking right now. Are we giving them something to listen to? Is this valuable to their lives? Is it valuable time? Because time is a commodity and there's not a whole lot of it. And somehow it keeps, I, I keep running out of it. Like it keeps and it, it, it goes fast. It's like focus, do mm-hmm. your fail, try things. How do you get booked anywhere? Don't be an asshole. Fucking focus. I think one of the things that's been most fun for me to tell people about how tour stop shows get booked, and there's a lot of truth to it when I say that I like to book my friends. And it's not because I want to hang out with Sean and Becca every day. I do, but it's because I kind of look at my job as I have to hang out at this place for four to six hours a night. I love and what you're saying. Who, who do I want to have around? I want to have around people who I like to be around mm-hmm. and or who are going to have good songs. How do you negotiate when, because inevitably, I mean, the, 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 it's not even the elephant in the room. It's just not being said. When you don't particularly get along with somebody mm-hmm. or you don't love, because it, it's all subjective, it's all taste. If you don't love someone's music, like how do you deal with that? Like how do you, I guess, work around that. I know you're booking your friends and everything, but what what are the days when you... So one of the things yeah. I've tried to do is if I... Like, if I want to work in a new person, for example, I try to look at, like, who who would this person be friends with? Like, do I know another, like, kind of spacey, fun, goofy, curly-haired blonde girl who loves Taylor Swift? Probably wants to be friends with Becca. 
or early on, I introduced Giulietti to Paige Rose because I saw that they had similar musical styles, similar demeanors. They both love a Mick Ultra. It's like, pick out people who would be friends and just throw them on around together. And you hit sometimes and you miss sometimes, yeah. but it's fun. Just then that's it goes back to just helping folks make friends. Yeah. And I, I do have the people who sometimes they push and then they have a, a weird attitude or something's just not right. And that's okay. Not everyone is designed to be part of the tour stop world. And there's dozens of worlds within our bubble of Nashville. And if mine's not right, that's okay. Like yeah. I've had people that have played tour stop before really liked it. And then grew out of it. It's the wrong terminology, but they just decided like graduated, graduated. Well, I don't even think graduated because I definitely do have graduates. Yeah. But some of these people have, uh, just decided like, Oh, you know what? This community is just, I haven't really made any like great friends here. I gave it a shot and they just kind of, they transition to another one and they find that, uh, culture that they're looking for and that's okay. Mm -hmm. So I think Nashville is just about finding that thing that you like. Yeah. Because if you don't like what you're doing, people couldn't tell. It's a 10 year town. You're here for a long time. So you might as well enjoy it. Yeah. Like work hard. And, but like, while it's like that same thing. When when you're there at a place for four hours, four to six hours, you gotta manipulate your environment a little bit so that you can just keep your sanity. Because there's a lot to do. Like mm-hmm. on on our end, there's there's a lot to do. A lot of administrative work. A lot of uh, forward thinking. I mean, it's hard to live in the here and now when you're thinking two months in advance. When you're okay, well, I have to be out of town this time. But okay, shoot, I'm running out of. Oh, I run out of space here or I have too many people today and I don't have enough people for this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. What do I, what do I do? You know, all that stuff. I mean, that, that takes a toll. It's a lot of mental acrobatics. So on top of that, to be present, I mean, it's what you're doing is, isn't dissimilar to being a bartender really is like you're doing customer service. You're, you have to be attentive to people while also being able to manage an expectation mm-hmm. and deliver a service and it's like, it's it's a, it is a song and dance. At the end of the day, it's exhausting. Like, it's that's tough. why when we come home, we don't want to do anything. Yeah. Before we started recording, me and Casey were talking about how sometimes we'll leave and drive home in silence, all <laughs> the time, and or I'll just like throw on a podcast that I do not care about, just so I can hear just just the background noise, just the background noise. I don't even doesn't need to be an engaging conversation, just something that isn't because I'm I don't really. We were saying it too off mic, and we probably should have just fired these bad boys up when we got when I got here. Uh, but it's I don't even listen to music anymore. I listen to your music. I listen to anyone who's listening. I'm listening to your music, like yep. because I'm going to shows. Like if I'm not at work, I'm going to a show. I'm going to I'm going to go to Whiskey Jam. I'm going to go to Tour Stop. I'm mm-hmm. going to go uh, where, where else am I going to go? I'm going to go to Songsmiths. I'm right. going to go. I'm going to go around because I want to see people in a different environment. Maybe if I've seen them at Tour Stop a bunch and they're playing Bus Call, I'll go see them at Bus Call. I go, let's see your full band at Bus Call. Let's, let's, let's see it. I enjoy that because I, I don't want to go there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Most times I don't. I want, but I want you to see, see that I'm out and that I'm, I'm listening and I care. So like people want to see that you, you're giving to them what they give to you. Yeah. And I, there's an expectation of like, we're working hard. I'm working, I mean, I'm off today. I'm going to have to go home and I, I got to probably dedicate about an hour to 
the spreadsheet just so I can get ahead of it because I know that I won't have time until next Tuesday. And once right. next Tuesday rolls around, something's going to come up and I'm going to have to push it. And <laughs> at the end of it, by the end of the thing, I'm not going to have, I'm going to be down to the wire to book June and I'll be out of town. So it's like, there's a lot to do and, there, and there's a lot of papers to look at and like a lot of uh, projections. And I'm like, I'm trying to find the best place for you to end up. I'm trying to put the musician in the best spot. And sometimes it doesn't work. Does you, I don't think you aimlessly throw your... No. It's, I, it's all very deliberate curation. I could. I mean, I, I really wish that ChatGPT knew the room as well as I did because I'd ask ChatGPT to do everything for me. Mm-hmm. But I can't. And I think that the 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 room is in, indicative is the wrong word. It shows how much you care. Yeah, it, it, it's it it's reflective of the the work that you've put into it. Yeah, and it's the same thing, and it's the exact same thing with what you're doing. Now we're just uh, we're just scratching each other. We're, we're just filleting each other. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it's no, it really does show like that that you care when you when you're going in and you're you're especially with the, with the newbies, you're really good about talking to them and getting a good conversation, making introductions. You're great at that. You're like, it's like, you're like the maitre d'. And, uh, I, I have said it before, but like, if I'm not having the best time at my show, nobody else should have a good time. So that's, that's why it's <laughs> so my funny. job to have the most fun and help people have fun. Cause as soon as people start thinking, I don't want to be there. Why the fuck would they be there? Real talk. How often do you, do you feel like you have to force, like force it? Not often. I really yeah. do feel pretty genuine about uh, coming to what I do and loving what I do. And I have shows every now and then that just suck. And that's part of what the world of booking music is. Sometimes they rock mm-hmm. for no other reason that the vibe was just right. And sometimes they suck just for no other reason that the vibe was off. Yeah. And it and it's hard to correct when you don't really know what's going on. You're like, what is it? You can't figure it out. It's just yep. sometimes it's just bad, a bad just dose of it. And, it, and it's not even lineup. No. It's not even the fault of the musicians or, or the venue. Sometimes the world is just, it's just not there. Yeah. And sometimes it is. Yeah. And I, I, I'm glad you said that because I, I find myself in. I can't fake it. Like I have a really hard time. Like I can customer service voice like, hi, what can I get for you? I can do that, but not for very long. I could probably do it for about an hour. And then customer after that. Customer service voice is a real thing. I, gotta, I just got to enjoy what I'm doing. I just got, <laughs> I want to have fun where I'm at. It's kind of the only way that I know how to do anything. And maybe it sounds like I'm a brat or, or entitled or, or self-serving. But at the end of the day, like, I know that the, the, it's a net positive that I'm, I really do want. I think the only time I ever At least I hope so. don't enjoy it is when I kind of get cornered by like a musician who has very deliberately like cornered you, so to speak, and they, they want something and they're not leaving without it. And I don't respond to that kind of intimidation is the wrong word, but that kind of intimidation is I, I have a very freewheeling, easygoing personality. And if somebody's, Coming in like throwing down the hammer of Thor, like Jesus, chill out. Yeah, like what, what, where, where did that come from? Right, it, it does happen, and happened recently to me. Someone came in that that had played the room before, and and they expect that if they've played it before, that they're entitled to play it again. Yeah, like they've they've gone, so like they're gonna hop right. And I'm like, no, I'm like absolutely like you. The room wasn't right for you. Mm-hmm. Like by you left on your own accord, but on on your 
But to your credit, you have a different thing. Like it's just, it's not right for you. And I think that a lot of the frustration and angst and, and, and like the, the, the vinegar, the piss and vinegar in your, in your voice and in your demeanor, it's like, it's indicative that you were, you were, you were frustrated. Like, I don't want that for you. I don't want it. This is a fun place. I don't want, uh, Kevin and I say it all the time behind the bar. People start talking politics. We say, nope. They go, hey guys, cut it out. No politics at the bar. I saw someone get thrown out of an East Nashville bar for talking politics to the bartender and refused to quit. And the bartender called security and they kicked the dude out. It's it's a nightmare. It's it's like why 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 are you? And I get it when you get drunk. You mean you have never talked politics, and it's probably good. Yeah, it does. It doesn't fucking matter. It's there's nothing less interesting. (laughs) No, No, absolutely not. No, I I I do love politics. I I I I love knowing what's going on. but I don't have any like hard whole like whole hard beliefs. I I enjoy the the process like of, of I, I I enjoy the, the and the philosophical aspect. I I love it, and I'll talk politics all day. But I'm not going to do it at a bar. Yeah, I'm not. It's because it's just not interesting. It's like, not interesting, and then it changes the temperature, and then people overhear it, and they start thinking about it, and then they're uncomfortable, and then they want to leave. It's a it, and it, it's it's a contagion, and it and it shows because then people, if they, even if there's a, a minor disagreement, there can be a minor disagreement over something just over a chair that can spiral that 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 can work its way around the room, and it just changes everybody's like everybody's demeanor. And it's like this room got less fun all of a sudden for something we couldn't control. Well, if you don't talk about politics, at least we, that's one reason why the room can't go bad. Because it's a every room's a fragile ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes the room doesn't work, sometimes it does, and sometimes something ruins it. Where you're like, "What the hell?" I ruined the ecosystem of a tour stop show once downtown. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, it was I think it was the summer of 2021. I did a show. It was right after the mask mandate in Nashville got lifted, and I made a comment about that for whichever reason. Everyone who heard it didn't like it and then you could tell something just changed just died people no longer cared about what was happening on stage they didn't really want to sit and drink at the bar and i was like oh that it t- it takes five words yeah to to ruin the entire vibe oh i've done that <laughs> i did that at uh at karaoke one time i was it was at troubadours when it was where alan jenkins is now this must have been years ago this is ten, eight, nine years ago. I was singing on stage, uh, and I, I, it was awesome. Like the room was, was a blast, and that was my favorite karaoke bar. I'm up on stage and I'm singing "Ho Hey" by Lumineers. Girl hops up on stage, and she starts singing harmonies, and they're so good, and I'm not good. She's so good, and she was keeping up, and it was it was so it was so great, and the room was huge, and everyone was really into it. And afterwards, I got like, Jesus Christ, that was fun. Pin drop. It was just something happened. They didn't want to hear. They'd be like, oh, no, don't use, don't use, like, I didn't, I go, I didn't realize we were having, like, I didn't realize Mike <laughs> Pence was in the, in, in, like, it was, it was so funny, like, to hear, like, uh, the Lord's name in vain, which, which it was an innocuous, I meant, obviously, it was like, dumbfounded which is the right way because i did feel like god was in that room yeah but it's god, god was in that chilies tonight you weren't you know? <laughs> actually blaspheming no i wasn't blaspheming <laughs> uh it will but it, it shut the room down it was just the most on 
Like, uh oh. And then walking off the stage and then walking to the bar. Okay. And my friends being like, dude, that stunk. That was awkward. Dude, that was bad. <laughs> uh, it was, it's the worst, the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. So I have to be really uh, on top of what I say now. And I'm, after that event, I was just like, oh shit, like I got to be more careful. Like mm-hmm. what I say that's a hot button issue. Even if I think I'm speaking to the affirmative or whatever, like nobody wants to hear about it. Yeah. Even if you're saying something they agree with, most of the time people are like, eh, let's not talk about Just that over the microphone. Tell them what they need to know. And if it's interesting, tell them what you think that they would want to know. Like on stage. Like stage banter is so important to me. Like as a, as someone who's like at shows all the time, I can hear, I can hear the same song over and over again and I love it. Everyone has a different interpretation of the song and uh, of, of, of a cover or even like an original. Uh, like when people do originals, I go, tell me the story. Like if you have the room and this is a, this is a, 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 a real nugget that I got from Paige, Paige Rose. It's, she goes, one day she asked me, so how do I start? I go, start with something Miranda, get him to lean in. And she goes, oh, human jukebox. I go, lean in. And so what she was doing is she's like, yep, I was gonna start with that. And so she started putting Miranda Lambert and like two powerful, like, female songs and then when it when she had the room like leaning in they were kind of leaning forward she could just hit him with the uppercut of whiskey drinker and she had the room and within three songs she absolutely had the room and i saw her do it it's cool and it's just like what should i start with and i'm and i go i was kind of fumbling she goes i'm gonna do human jukebox and i just watched it play out and it was so it, i mean it really it stuck with me so that's that's really my my thing is like don't start with the original Start with, do a cover, even if you don't, because I, I told, there's people that play the stage that don't play any covers, and that's fine. All originals? I'm, I'm like, it's, it's, it's your stage. But if you're looking for success, start with something that they know, get them to trust you. Earn it a little bit. Earn it. Tell them what they want after. And then show them what you're all about. Mm-hmm. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> coax them in, in, in a little bit. And it's the like, ebb and flow there is really nice. And it's easy. It's easier said than done. Right. And I say that as some, just an observer, not as someone who, who actively performs, uh, in a sense I do. Cause you know, uh, it's customer service. You're always performing in a sense. You're play, putting on a face to do a job, but, uh, it's easier said than done, but having it on the front of your mind is it's more likely to, you're more likely to, to act on it mm-hmm. to be more 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 inclined to hey yeah i want to work on my stage it's so it's so good stage it's fun getting to see people also just grow into their performerhood too because i'm sure you've seen people who you booked them for their first set of the camera and now you you get to see that improvement curve you get to see people who are now like Paige. always she's always rock but they own the room and they love it and you get to feel like oh i i am they are my babies they are my kids like not not because you're coaching them or whatever but you're just giving them a place to practice mm-hmm. well, welcome it's like it's welcome to the well just welcome to the club like just, welcome to the club and being there is the first thing the only reason that people play is because they're there they show up we use the the word club not meaning like you have to be a member no but yeah the club is literally doors open all the time anyone's welcome it's always. like the bk kids club back in the 90s like <laughs> You just got to go to the Burger King and get a bag and then uh, get a bag of, of food, go play in the play place, and now you're part of the club. Yeah, part of the, part of the kids club. That's literally like, it. It's, it's, it's not a club. You're just in it. But like, 
welcome. Like, yeah. welcome, be in, be fun. Come sit, come hang. If you don't like it, that's fine. It's so fine. Sometimes it's okay. It's not right for you. And sometimes it's not right. And sometimes it's just not right. And I, it's happened before. I've been to things that I didn't like. Yeah. And that's fine. They, they don't miss me. And I don't think about that. Yeah. And it's okay to find things that you do and don't like. And that's why it's fun when you do find something you love. Yeah. Because then your buds are there all the time. You know, actually, I, want, I do want to make one clarification. When we say, like, f- when we say that there are friends or there are kids and, like, when I tell you, like, I have, because of, in booking, I I probably have 100 and 200 more friends than I did two years ago. 200 more friends. I got, I got plenty of friends. I got best friends. Best friends I don't talk to. Mm-hmm. But I know that when you're there, we're great. When I say friends, it's no, I'm not looking for like, we're going to be best friends. We're going to hang out. We're going to go to dinner. We're going to do, there's not enough time in the world. But when you're there, you're they're my, work friends, you're my, work friends, but more, they're more than that. It goes right. deeper than that. You're not just trying to keep, keep the decorum because it should be fast. It should be loose. It should be fun. It should, there should be tension. There should be, but those relationships can transpire when we see each other. Mm-hmm. It's not about sidling up and trying to be our best friends or, or, or best friends of the musician because they can get you something, which is, I see it all the time and it's just all the time and it's heartbreaking. Cause I'm like, you don't, I go, you're, 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 you're worthy. You just aren't, you're not putting your, if you spent more time trying to be a good hang and less of a, and less of time trying to figure out how to be a hanger on, then you'd be a lot further. And you'd probably, probably feel a lot more fulfilled. Cause again, 10 year town, here for a long time. You better enjoy it. Yeah, and why not enjoy it with your friends? Yeah. I think that's a good uh that's a good great. cap there. That's a great way to dismount. We barely we barely we didn't we didn't give a list. Like I was thinking, <laughs> we might give a list like a but we didn't. This was I, I liked it. I had I I feel like we, we Well, thanks for coming back on the course, podcast, dude. Mr. Shaheen. Thanks for having me back. I'm sure that I uh, I'll listen to this and I'll cringe my entire <laughs> way through. Like you fucking don't know anything, dude. Well, uh, if you'd like to give your plugs more than oh the Amazon is right there on my I wonder what I wonder what that guy just dropped off. Hmm. Huh. Well, there's a package on is my Is it the Legend of Zelda? Say what? Is it Zelda? <gasps> it might be Zelda. It might be Zelda. Ooh. You're stoked. So I stoked. did order the new Legend of Zelda game. But we uh we, we might have just gotten a package. But Casey, can you give us some plugs? Yes. Uh Casey Shaheen pronounced Shaheen. Uh, don't worry about it. You can ruin it. You, you can you can you can mess it up. KC. Yeah. Just just do that. Just call Casey. Just call me Casey. <laughs> um at Gym Class Tryhard, G Y M C L A S S Tryhard on Instagram. Uh at the True Music Room eight days a week, feels like. Uh if you want to play, go talk to him at the bar. Come come chat with me. Uh fifth floor of the uh Cambry Hotel. Come to a tour stop. Come to a regular night. Come have a drink. Just vibe. Just, That's all it is. I just I I want more people to come hang out. I really I just really want to build a place for, for people to come. Just come hang out. Yep. Casey's a good dude. Kevin's a good dude. And now we've got good boy Andrew Marshall and Zach Meadows behind the bar yes, there too. Sir. Yep. Good dudes Can't forget about Lance. Can't forget about Lance. Dino in the morning. Dino's crushing it in the mornings. Haley. Mm-hmm. We got plenty. Of, we we got we got great staff. Food's great. The food, I hate using the word actually. It's The food no, for, is actually good. Yeah, it's re- it's genuinely very good. <laughs> when you think about hotel food, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a pretty shitty burger. No, it's like, 
The food at the Cambria is actually good. We and and we're uh, they, we just updated the menu again. I think we just added a quesadilla, which is fun. Uh, but it's it's done well. Everything's done well. It's not just thrown together. We genuinely care because we do. It's a business, and we want put out good stuff. You make money. Yep. And that's at the end of the day. That's what we're doing, if guys. If you build it, they will come. That's all we're doing. We're here. Remember, we're here to make money. <laughs> Everyone's. Every, we're just trying to get a living. Making money's fun. We all wanna we all wanna pay that rent on time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wanna be poor anymore. I don't wanna be poor ever. No, it's the worst. Thumbing through the chicken at a Kroger to be like, which one's the cheapest? <sighs> Man, that is a tough one. And it's like thirty three cents and you're yep. like Ooh. It looks like I do need that one. Oh shit. Nickel and diming, literally. Literally. Literally nickel and diming. <laughs> uh come nickel and dime, throw your nickels and your dimes at the uh, Cambria Hotel. Come hang out. Come hang uh, out. Aaron, at the thank Cambria you so much. Hotel. I'm proud of you. Very proud of you. Tour stop will be there on Tuesdays every week starting June the 13th. And it's every other Tuesday in May. So May yes. 3rd? May the 16th. Well, it already happened, but yep. the 30th, we have our KC theme night, actually. I, and I thank you for that. That's where I booked just all of the people who you already book at the hotel to come hang out all at the same time. Which is awesome because I never get to see them all at the same time. So it's, it's really, really hard to get our friends together to hang out it's so in this hard. town, but it's really easy to schedule people to perform. So that's also kind of the way that I look at booking my shows is like, I'm literally just helping my friends see each other. Yeah. <laughs> just fostering relationships. Yep. Well, you can check us out at NashvilleTourStop.com, getting our full live event calendar. Follow us on your social media platforms at Nashville Tour Stop. We do have the Patreon. Ooh. You can subscribe to the Patreon. We've got different tiered levels you can check out, but you can get started for five bucks and get that indie starter pack with a couple of the bonus episodes on how we think we can help. Well, thank you for coming on the pod. Absolutely. Thanks, man. We'll see you again soon. Until the next time, though, do remember that all roads lead right back here to the Nashville Tour Stop. Stop.